She leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. A huge hello, everyone. I am delighted again, as I say, every time we have a new guest on, she leads, she thrives. But I am super delighted today to welcome our guest, Tish Bell. I'll tell you in a moment how I know Tish. Uh, for those of you that may be new to Shirley She Thrives, I'm Shannon Dunn. I am a long-term self-leadership and business coach and your host here at Shirley She Thrives podcast. And one of the things that I absolutely love to do, and I was saying to Tish just before we started recording today, a little bit of selfishness on my part. I love the fact that I get to have incredible conversations with amazing women that I know. And Tish, it was easily two years ago, like we're kind of led a part of 2023 now, easily two years ago, you and I first connected in a mastermind and doing programs with a coach that we had at this, the same coach at the time. And I always remember you bought so much like effervescence to everything. And it was just something about you I was so intrigued by. And I love that over the, that time we've connected in different ways and got to chat. But this is the first time we've actually got to kind of face-to-face on Zoom. And I'm so glad you said yes when I reached out and said, come and be on the podcast. So welcome, my friend. It's so good to talk to you. And I've got, like we've got so much we're going to talk about today, right? So many different things. So many. So let me share your bio so people can get an understanding of who is sitting in the hot seat today, and then we'll dive into our conversation. So as an award-winning speaker and passionate leader to high-level female speakers and their dream team, Tish Bell is deeply passionate about seeing women supported in how they show up in the world with their expertise. She's the creator of the Hello Millionaire brand, where she trains speakers, assistants, their team, and provides support to her seven and eight figure speaking clients one-on-one during live events and retreats. Now, this is something we're going to get more into during the conversation today, because this has been an evolution from when we first met. So I'm excited to find out more about that. In addition to her business expertise, Tisha's well-traveled woman's on, on uh, empowerment speaker. I'm getting tongue-tied here because I'm trying to speak too quickly and has has been known for making meaningful connections with her audiences. She's been interviewed on the Impact Network. It's a today, it's a new day-to-day show, and she knows how to rock a platform, leaving the audience feeling abundant and excited. Well, with your effervescence, that's no surprise to me. I'd love to see you one day in person. I'll get to see you speak. She's a graduate of the um, Winston-Salem State University and holds a master's in organizational management and leadership from Pfeiffer University. She's driven by her faith and lives by the motto, I love this, Tish, dream big, don't back down, and let's make it happen, right? Again, no no excuses, right? You're an action woman, aren't you? Well, 
Thank you, Shannon, for having me. I mean, I'm so thrilled. I can't stop smiling. I'm excited to be here with you on your beautiful, gorgeous podcast. And congratulations on all of your success with the podcast. You're leading and you're definitely definitely embodying a woman who leads and who thrives. Oh, thank you so much. What a great way to start for both of us. Um, I, As I said, having only focus this time around on inviting women that I have a genuine connection with makes the conversations we get to create so much richer than, you know, having people that I have nothing or no idea about kind of pitching and going, yeah, they could be a good fit. It's not. So this is, again, it's often a, a lot of mutual admiration and, and love for each other, which I think is such a good thing for us yes. to see as women as well. Um, now, I love a good founder story. So let's start there. How did you end up as a business owner before we talk more about the things that you do in your business and the way you support your clients? Well, you know, it's it's been a journey, but how I got started, um, I have a sister who was big into the self-help industry. Okay. And so I was going through some struggles on my job and I don't know, maybe at that time unemployed because it's been an up and down journey. But she would take me to seminars with her. And (laughs) I was her plus one to all these seminars in Atlanta about how to make money, how to uh, have an abundant mindset, how to manifest money. So I was constantly going with her and it just started to generate a belief in me, a belief in me that this is possible, that that the life that I want is possible. The business that I want is possible. And so I had tried plenty of entrepreneur things, network marketing, but I always came back to speaking. I always came back to motivation. I always came back to like being, as you say, that effervescent, that energy, that catalyst that could bring people together and just really get them motivated, empowered to do and to take action And that's how we started. Now, the Hello Millionaire brand was formed because I had gone through, which we'll dig into, a really rocky relationship with money. And literally, I was standing in my bathroom mirror and I was like, girl, Hello Millionaire. And I was like, I love it. And it's like a light bulb went off like, oh, you get to call people into their necks. So that's how that was born. and, And I'm here today. That's my journey. A little bit of it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of it. I love it. Yeah. When we first connected those couple of years ago, your focus very much was at that time more about money. So as I said, I, I have loved kind of from afar, obviously, because literal distance between the two of us, uh, opposite sides of the world, but kind of watching your evolution as you stepped into what felt more aligned with who you are. So I love that you've kind of, yeah, you're bringing in all that abundance mindset but you're like layering it into the speaking related things that you do. So before we talk more about the abundance mindset and kind of some of the money stuff, how did you get started as a speaker team trainer then? And, and also speaker, like this is more of what you're doing now. And I remember when you just in the last few weeks and we were messaging and you were sharing with me about kind of what you're doing now, again, that effervescence was turned way up in Tish style. And I was like, oh my goodness, this, I, so I felt that like at my core about how aligned this is for you. So tell us more yeah. about how this came to be. So as far as speaking, I have always had a passion for speaking, never shied away from an audience. When I was younger, I did pageants. And I have to credit my mother for that because 
he always uh, put me in things, you know, to, to help me with my boldness and being outgoing. And so I did a lot of speeches, uh, leadership in high school, leadership in college. And as I started to listen to other motivational speakers, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Like, I'm not afraid of talking. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Aside from that, I'm also a minister. And speaking is just a part of my life is what I do. And it's a natural gift, but I have also cultivated it as well. So while it is something natural that I enjoy doing, I have invested in becoming a better speaker, you know, be, uh, putting my words together and really engaging my audience. So I, I have evolved into that. I think it was always there, but it was like a gift. Cause you know, when we have our gifts, they're so natural to us. And we're like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. I'm supposed to be doing something over here, something big, something shiny, not this, because I already know how to do this. I don't want to do this. It's too boring. <laughs> but I realized that when God gives us gifts, they are very natural to us. And those are the things that lead us into, you know, the prosperity and the abundance that is already destined for us. They come through the gifts that are already on the inside of us. So I stopped shying away from that gift. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to embrace it. And it has led me in multiple places from public relations to hosting events to speaking on stages. It is yeah. been a wild ride, but I'm enjoying it. it has. Yeah, for sure. It's such an interesting thing how we lean back from those things that are literally effortless to us because, you know, there's such a mindset internationally for so many of us. It's not a related to where you're from or anything like that. It really is something that so many of us across the world have a, an understanding of or lived experience of, of, well, that was too easy. So why, like, why, why do that? Let's make, let's go and do the hard thing that we push yeah. against and we have resistance and feels heavy and, and difficult all the time. Yeah. That's what we're meant to do. No, like the, the ease and the, the effortlessness, the spaces you say, the gifts we have, the strengths we have. Yeah. I look at it this when I'm using the Thrive Factor archetypes and working with a client, you know, lean into the, the innate archetypal strengths, the strengths of your like innate psychology. Use that. Don't, don't yeah. go all the other stuff. So interesting. So let's talk a little bit about the money stuff, the abundance mindset and how you have cultivated that for yourself and how you support others, even in the speaking support that you're doing, like, where does it show up? How do you, how do you foster it? You even said to me before we started recording today, how you've been doing some money related exercises. Cause it's a, it's a daily commitment. So tell us more about yes. the abundant mindset. Yeah, it is. And I think when it comes to abundance, you have to, you know, really develop and create some core beliefs around money and what abundance is to you, your relationship to God, your relationship to yourself and your relationship to everything that is around you. So I grew up in I'm on the East Coast here in North Carolina, but I'm also in the South. And I grew up in a very religious family. So a lot of what I heard around money was very negative, even as it related to God. Like, you know, your struggle will bring you closer. Uh, be afraid of worldly wealth. Don't get too much because something bad is going to happen. So like so many of us growing up with those limited beliefs, 
As I begin to get older um, and, you know, wanted a way out of like, why am I struggling financially? I have these student loans. I've gone to college. I'm working hard. Other people seem to be living a much better life. Why me? Right. I started to dig into like abundance, abundance mindset, abundance books, understanding what money truly is, understanding how to recreate a brand new relationship with money, with myself, with God, with how I see the world and how I show up. And in doing that, I was able to, you know, just learn a lot of strategies to release the limiting beliefs and begin to challenge them, begin to see the world in a more abundant place. And I think when you have an abundant mindset, no matter what you do, it's going to prosper. You're going to show up with like such a big energy because you know that everything is available to you in every moment. And that's how I choose to see everything, every opportunity. You know, I don't see it as, oh my God, why me? Like there's a level of confidence that I've cultivated for myself. I mean, it's really, really big, a really big belief in myself. And I think that's where your abundance starts. First, believing that you can have it and that it's already yours. And then understanding that a Abundance is everywhere. It's all around you. You know, it's, it's, it's space, it's energy, it's thought, it's emotions. And once you understand the foundation of it, then you start to see it in your outer world. It all starts in thought. I, I'm just a big believer of that. So often we can get so focused on looking for evidence to prove something's right rather than fostering, like putting energy into believing it's possible. And like you just talked about then, Tish, the the confidence that can come with that change in your belief systems, I feel also builds such an incredible resilience so that when things maybe are not going as smoothly or in the direction that you have been working towards, your ability to move through that is so much easier. Like there is a different level of ease and graciousness around that because of the the confidence you've built, the resilience you've built, the foundations you can rely on and trust that are not there without the abundance mindset. Yeah. Am absolutely. I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and it, I mean, it really does start with you. You get to self-select and choose the thoughts that you want to think. So you have a choice. You can consciously choose abundance or you can consciously choose lack. But here's the thing. I believe just based on my experience that you don't have to choose lack. What are you focused on? You know, what is it that you want to see? And having that confidence and, you know, that uh, mental self-talk, because your self-talk is going to create your reality. If I say all day long, I'm broke, I'm poor, I'm nothing, I'll never have anything, that is going to manifest in your reality. You don't have to do anything. It's going to happen. But when you start to consciously change your thoughts about abundance, that, you know, I am worthy of this, I deserve this, there's abundance everywhere, and I am opening up my mind to prosperity, to opportunities, I'm going to focus on the beautiful, big, expansive things that are happening around me right now. I look outside, I see abundance. I'm living this beautiful world. It is lavish and it is abundant. I am an abundant person. I was created in abundance. And you allow that to become your self-talk. You're going to see abundance in your life. And it's not anything that's just so woo-woo or out there. It's your self-talk. What do you choose to see? If I tune into the violence, the death, 
the murders and all the negative things that are happening in the world, that becomes my reality. But if I tune into something else, you know, the life, you know, the beauty, the joy, I'm tuning into a different reality. So we all have a choice. I'm choosing abundance. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I teach a lot around the self-leadership that the expression of self-leadership is a result of the choices we make and the action we take in response to those choices, which is exactly what you're sharing here. It's around the choices that we, knowing that you have choices and then making a choice in line with what you actually want to experience as your reality. Yeah. Even if it's not yet your reality, right? There's a lot of, there is a lot of faith and trust that goes into this kind of uh, mindset, isn't there? So much, so much. So just as a, a side thing here, just thought to ask you, what, if somebody's sitting in that space of not feeling that abundant right now, for whatever reason, what is the first place to go to to start? Like if they're having challenges, shifting those thoughts, you know, challenging those beliefs that have just been running, a, say, a tape in their background for inside them, you know, in their reality for so long, where do we start? The first thing you need to do is take a breath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When you, and and it sounds so basic, but when we stop to just take a nice deep breath, we get to disconnect from those subconscious thoughts that are running wild, that, that wow, crazy, negative, limiting, defeated mindset. And in that breath, you get to tune in. It's going to calm your body. It's going to calm your nervous system. It's going to allow you to refocus and reprioritize your thought. Mm. And I think sometimes, especially, you know, in our culture and I'm really, you know, really around the world, we're so busy in hustle mode. And I, now I used to be a part of the team, no sleep. I mean, I would be up for three days working, oh building goodness. websites, <laughs> literally funnels. I mean, I was coaching women. I had mastermind partners and we would thrive ourselves on, hey, we're going to stay up to four o'clock a.m. building funnels. And this was a few years back when it was like no sleep, you know, team, no sleep, grind, hustle. And that was really glorified for a period of time, wasn't it? It was glorified. Yeah. yeah. And I got caught up in it. And eventually you burn out with that mind, with that mindset. So a lot of times when you're in the middle of a storm or a financial storm and you're thinking, what do I need to do? Einstein said, you can't solve a problem on the same level that it was re- that it was created. So you have to take a step, take a breath first. Mm. Just clear your mind in that moment, 10 seconds, and then refocus. That doesn't mean that you're going to be a millionaire because you refocus, but your thoughts are going to change. Yeah. And you're going to realize that I've been focused on what I don't have, but what do I have? What is in my house right now? Mm. And there's a Bible scripture um, in 2 Kings, which talks about a widow woman. And she came to the prophet Elijah. And she says, listen, the creditors are here to take my children because my husband died and I don't have any money. He has left me in debt. And Elijah says to her, okay, what is in your house? She says a, a jar of oil. So sometimes we're we're so much focused on the problem that we forget there are things within our own physical house. What is within your mind? What product is on the inside of you? If you don't have a product, what is your personality trait? that will 
open up a new door of opportunity for you. Yeah, we have so there's started. always something in you that will prosper you, but you have to get quiet enough yeah. to hear it. And it just takes one breath. Yeah, I love it. What a, like you said, simple. But I simple. think the simple things are the things that we can forget. Right? It doesn't have to be this big, oh, I've got to go and do a program and completely rewire my mind. No, yeah. just start breathing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Point. yeah. Awesome. So let's get back to talk more about the speaker stuff, right? Yes. And I know that you have been doing more support of speakers in different ways. So why do you believe that female speakers need a support team during, say, their live events and their retreats, those kind of live experiences. Yeah. Why is that so important? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to take my time here. Good, good. It's so important because as a speaker, as a woman, mm. you are generating and bringing a massive force of energy into a room full of women or men or women and men. Yeah. You are delivering a message uh, through your program, through your event, that is going to change lives, is going to change destinies. People are going to parent different. They're going to do business different. Millionaires are being created. Like there's a vibration and a force that you are bringing. So I know from my own experience at a smaller scale that when you are trying to release something, that next dimension or shift into the earth, there's so many things that can distract you. Even the people that you love can be a big distraction when you are when your mind is focused. And I'm I'm very protective of my energy, very protective, like of my whole my whole spirit. I don't like a lot of noise. It's very quiet. I have all these little little things, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I know how I feel when I would speak. And I said, you know what? I would love to just help. Literally, it was just like a prayer. Like I would love to like just help. Um, women really just feel supported and loved. It was a thought that I even wrote down in a journal. I don't even know why, like where yeah, it came, where from. came from. Yeah. So an opportunity happened for me to be able to do that. And the speaker that I supported was an eight-figure speaker. And she was like so impressed. And she was like, is this what you do full time? And I'm like, no, this here is just, I, an opportunity came and I jumped on it. Like I'm doing so many other things. This is so totally something fun to do. She was like, no, this is a business. Wow. <laughs> this is, of course, this is something. And I'm like, because she's like being around your energy. But again, I think it comes with having an abundant mindset, yes. being willing to serve just wanting to see people supported, wanting to see, you know, her move and her energy. And I was just having, I mean, I was like literally having a lot of fun um, with that. Then she referred me to other people and I'm like, okay, this thing is real. Cause like I'm flying out to different places. I'm like, okay, this, this is real. Like this is just not, you know, a hobby. So being able to support and to train people on how to have that emotional intelligence, you know, understanding like the psychology of that speaker, like that person is the talent. And I guess I'm pouring into people things that I have cultivated within my team and I want them to feel supported in that way. So, you know, like understanding the personality of, of that speaker, like when you're doing a live event, 
is different than just a one or two day mastermind. Yeah. You're literally taking, I'm not sure how to describe it, but you're literally bringing like heaven on earth. Like you are, de- you are releasing a massive download to a room full of people. You need your energy protected. You need to make sure that you are well taken care of, that you have everything you need. And I know as women, sometimes we don't feel like we know that people are supporting us, but it, it's still that like, well, I can do it myself. You know, I can do it myself. Yeah, 100%. And I like to give them like the spoiled rotten effect. You know, I'm oh. like, I'm just going to spoil you. It, it's just, I'm uh, having the incredible time of my life when I am speaking in the U.S. you are going to be my support (laughs) (laughs) it's it's (laughs) amazing and I think when you when you love what you do but having that and and I think having making sure that your team understands that this isn't just you know a three-day event that we do um for a million dollars in revenue and sales lives are being changed and there is a energetic process Mm -hmm to how this is done. And everyone needs to understand that every movement is vital to the success of people receiving what they need. And every movement, this is important, every movement that that team makes around that speaker is going to either shift her energy into, into another place, into frenzy, or to keep her calm. And I've had my speakers to say at the end of events, Things have happened in events, you know, maybe someone's meal wasn't right or something. It never gets to them if, if I'm there. And they shouldn't know. They should. They have- don't know it until the end. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So what is important for speakers to consider so that they're not just choosing for their support any old person that might be, you know, either in their team or a friend of volunteers or someone that they like, yeah, I like her energy. Like how do you actually make this intentional and strategic so that you are as a speaker surrounding yourself with the right person or people? I'm very big on energy. Yeah. I'm very big on energy and I'm very big on actions and communication. So being direct with what you need. So you want to make sure that the person that, you select for one they have to have a very good high level of emotional intelligence they cannot be easily offended and they have to be assertive and they have to be a leader but they also have to understand because i'm an alpha woman but when i'm supporting my speakers i understand that i'm their number two for that live event as well so you want a person that's going to represent you with excellence Tech, professionalism, and it these are traits that I embody. So they have to embody those traits as well. So they have to want to see you win and they have to really be there to support you. And I think that comes with building a relationship with the person. But what I have found is even though I have worked with women whom I've never worked with before, it's just like this spiritual connection. And that I, I think that's important to be very spiritually connected about what you want and trust the process. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to trust, but they have to embody those qualities, even when it's challenging. Yeah, you have to maintain your professionalism, and you have to maintain, uh-huh. you well, know, your cool. an extension of someone's brand, and yeah. someone that gets to the level of speaking at at this level. 
usually has, I think I don't I can't think of an example where they I haven't seen this, but they have invested a lot of time and energy and emotion and all the things into building and nurturing an incredible brand that really has presence. So if your support team or support person isn't a representation of that brand and what its values, like what it stands for, there's an immediate disconnect. You know, yes. they can won't feel like they're supported. But the audience, as you said earlier, like the audience will be impacted with the experience that they have as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, that person, that that number two person, uh, they're supporting that speaker. They have to believe in the mission, believe in the dream, but importantly, believe in that person because in the role that I play and what I teach others, you're supporting the speaker. So you're literally taking care of that individual. She has been assigned to you, you know, to a degree, like her life is in your hands and you have to handle that with care. So with that, having that spiritual, you know, connection and making sure that you're emotionally grounded. So anytime I do a live event, like we may start at 6 a.m., hair, makeup, and all the things that they're doing to prep for stage, but I'm already up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock making sure that I'm grounded, I'm prayed up, I'm secure, and I am prepared to go. My mind is focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at on- this person. Yeah, that's an expression of emotional intelligence though, isn't it? It's looking yes. after yourself first in order to be able to support others in a genuine, yes. you know, authentic genuine way. Absolutely. Yeah, love it. So this isn't a question I originally had, but I just thought about it. <laughs> I'd love to know the answer. What's one of the most interesting or challenging, because it could be one and the same, things that you have actually kind of supported her client through when she is the speaker in the center of attention for that, whatever the event is, like what, what's the kind of thing that was, you kind of like, well, how are we going to go with this? Like, I know I have no doubt you handled it, but you didn't even see was coming. Like, I'd love it. I love these kind of stories behind the scenes kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's always a lot of things behind the scene. Yeah. Okay. So how I am now, and you know, me, this is my personality. Yes. Even when challenges happen. So one event, <laughs> the the speaker was on the stage, just walked up to the stage. Someone motioned me that her slide, they didn't have the link for her slides. Oh, okay. So she's literally on stage, mic in hand, clicker in hand. And I'm walking back and they're like, we don't have, we don't have her slides. I'm like, uh, we just ran through this whole show. The event planner has run through this. What do you mean you don't have her slides? And I almost, almost got so upset because I'm like, she's on stage. Like, this is not the time. I just took a deep breath. I got the event planner. I'm like, they don't have the slides. She was like, okay, we got it. We're going to handle it. She Because she sent everything over. These things happen. But she's on stage and I just tell her like a signal. Just, you know, five minutes or whatever. They're working on that. And slides popped up. They finally got the links, whatever they needed to do. And that was after a break. And I think that's important because when you're on stage and, you know, these are like live events, enrollment events, you're dependent on your slides, even though you know your content it, and your information. You're waiting yeah. to protect to back you up, aren't you? Yeah. Right. Put yourself up on the big screen and you're like, why is anything coming up? So handling that with tact and grace, 
I think is very important because remember, everybody's also watching you. They're watching the speaker, but they're just looking at the speaker's team. They're looking at what's going on. So many things are happening. So you want to make sure even in those challenging moments that you represent. But that was probably one of my biggest ones. It's always a tech issue. Sorry, tech team, but it just is. You know, <laughs> yeah. Either they may have the wrong presentation up and I'm like, wait a minute, this is not the, the run of the show that she has at this moment. So, but that just helps me because most of all of my speakers, they have like the best teams and event teams and tech teams and all of that. But I just make sure that she doesn't get it where someone's running up to her in completely frazzled energy. Oh my God, we don't have your size. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not when someone's on stage with a mic where everybody in their whole room, even though right. they're wondering what's going on. But it's just like, you know, there's just a tech, you know, thing. We're working it out. We'll be with you shortly. You know, yeah. a professional speaker will be able to start just talking and engaging the audience without needing her slides anyway, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I know. See, you've got to have all parts of that team working in support, don't you? So much so. Um, so what does it look like then to support a speaker that's at that kind of seven, eight figure level? Like that's next level for a lot of us. I have yes. no doubt that most people listening have been to an event where that kind of a person is on the stage, mm-hmm. but we've maybe not present like co-presented or been part of an event where you've got people at that level. So what is that like with someone at that level? I I mean, my kind of, if I lean back and think about it, I think about those people as being untouchable often. Like they've got such a team buffering around them that you can't get near them unless there's a scheduled time for like signing a book or things like that. But from your perspective, being in that behind the scenes space, what is that like to support someone that's at that level? They're very generous, giving, sweet, kind. So I have to be honest. <laughs> My first um, speaker, she calls me the warden. That's the nickname that I have, I believe it. it or not, the warden. No, I love it. <laughs> and most people are like, why does she call you warden? Because you're so nice. I'm like, she knows why she calls me the warden. Because I had guard her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not like security or in a rude way, but I make sure that she's completely covered. So, but she is very generous. So I find it with a lot of my, with my speaker clients, they have big personalities. They're like me. They have big personalities. They want to talk to the crowd. They want to, you know, be all out in the mix. They're not stuffy, stuck up, arrogant or anything like that. And so that's where I come in as a warden because I have to gently remind them hey, you've got like eight hours of this. Yes. So do you want to talk right now? And is this what you want to do? Or like, you know, the music is pumping and my speaker's like, what? I'm like, um, ma'am, you need to save your voice because you're going to be hoarse. You've got four days of this. I know you want to scream, but just do a fake scream, you know? So things like that, but, th- but they are, it's an incredible opportunity. The women that I work with are very generous, very down to earth, loving just so loving I mean I have never experienced anything like this because we know we all have our beliefs oh we're going to be like this but not only are they very loving they're very business-minded you don't get to you know an eight-figure level being passive or lenient you know you you don't it's like a work ethic a business acumen 
they're very organized, structured. I mean, you just learn a lot from walking um, yeah. alongside them. And I think that's that's important. But yeah, they're all, I haven't come across anybody that's arrogant. And I think women in business understand if you built a business like the women I work with from, from zero or from bankruptcy or from public housing, when you've built a business and a brand into that level of incredibleness, you understand that you didn't get there on your own. No one handed you anything. Right. It was by your work ethic, the grace of God, prayer, people supporting you. Even when people didn't support you, you understand that I recognize that nobody, nobody has given me this. I worked for this. And so I handle it with care and they handle people with care. Mm. Like I have found with, with my speakers, there's zero tolerance for any level of disrespect or rudeness. I, I get that completely. And I imagine that a lot of the clients that you support and others at that level that you're yet to meet um, have like led events, been a keynote speaker, hosted a multi-day event where they, like you said, they're, they're actually, it's their voice over and over again for hours and end. And they've done that without the kind of support that someone like you provides. So yeah. be, I imagine there's also a lot of gratitude, Tish, for having someone like you there to do the things that you do, right? You They can breathe out. Like I, th- I even think about not exactly the same, but in hosting the business retreats that I host, so many of the ladies that come to that, they say to me, I love that I literally just had to get on the aeroplane because I, I do them internationally and I just had to show up. And everything about what we're doing for the entire week is taken care of. So, yes, I'm leading, teaching, and, you know, talking and like speaking. Yes. All of that, everything is taken care of. I don't have to think about where I'm staying. I don't have to think about what we're doing. You just tell me kind of where to be at what time and what to bring. Even meals, like I just, I don't even have to think about it. I just have to choose off the menu, but I don't have to go, oh, where are we going to go to eat? Like I know I'm going to be nourished in lots of different ways. So that's kind of made me think about that as well. And when you have not, or you've had an experience where you've had to push and struggle and, you know, the, the tech ends up being you're the star, but you're sorting out the tech. Like, right. Hey, I've done that as a speaker. When, oh, yeah. When the AV person was sick that day and I show up with a Mac as well, which a lot of, you know, I remember this very one particular um, experience many years ago now. And they were like, I don't think they'd ever seen a MacBook. Like they'd only ever use PC. And so they didn't have the right connections. I bring all my own stuff. So because I've been caught out too many times and they were just like baffled. They didn't know what to do to support me to even set up properly, let alone, you know, do we have your content? Do you know, do you know how to use the clicker? Does a clicker work with a Mac? Like, yeah, I bought my own. It's okay. But you shouldn't have to do that when you're the keynote speaker. Yeah. Right. So when you've got it in your world, the tish takes care of everything. Yeah, the warden. I love that. It's such a good <laughs> good name. Yeah, the warden. The warden yeah. takes care of it. They don't have to worry. And I think that's important. You know, and I and we're all women, we're all sisters. We all have a mission, like all of us, you know, and it's just a natural thing for me to like step in and support it. it, It's a gift, but growing up in church is what I did. And, you know, even now thinking about like my life and how it has evolved, I would have never thought 
that I would be doing this or having a blast doing this. I thought maybe I would be doing something else. And there are multiple things that I do. But one thing I can say about the women that I support, every woman around them or, or man, like on their team, they are so amazing and incredible. Like it's, it's, it is this like yeast. Everybody rises. Yeah. Everybody's in their gift. Everybody's in their, you know, in their passion. And, and some of them have other businesses, but it's like we come together for like this, this level of support that is completely unmatched. And I absolutely, I love it. And oh, to work doubt. with women yeah. that are just doing incredible things in the world. Mm. And it, again, just being in proximity. It's just helping me to be more grateful and appreciative. And they are very grateful too, because I mean, I'm already booked for events in 2024. Love it. Of course you are. Of course you are. There's no doubt at all. Um, you'll have to let me know when you have your first international event. Yeah. Cause I imagine they're mostly in the U S at this current time, but yeah. I, I get a sense that this is going to go much bigger than maybe you've ever anticipated. <laughs> And I'm here for it. I believe that because is I I take that mindset that everything that we do is big and is it's like expanding and the possibilities are endless. Like I really hold on to you know to that mindset and whatever I do prospers. So I know that through this gift of service, it is a, it's just it just prospers in so many ways. But not only that, I want to say this: the the first speaker I supported. And just being in the conference and just hearing the information, even though I'm listening, my focus is like directly on yeah. the speaker. But just elevator conversations with her. I mean, it has yielded thousands of dollars to my income. Just elevator conversations yeah. with them. Yeah, like That's why I say they're so generous. They're so giving. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah. All right, my friend, I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you now that I ask guests that we have on on the podcast. The first one, and I'm really intrigued about what your answer is going to be, what role does leadership play in your life and your business? Your theme, she leads. A woman who leads herself is powerful. I have grown into self-leadership. And having the initiative, the ambition, and even the self-motivation to lead, to do, to achieve, uh, to conquer, to dominate, right, Uh, to take over is so important. As a woman, we look to others to lead us, but your greatest leadership is going to come from how you lead yourself. Be that role model and that best friend that you're looking into others. Become her. Become the role model. Who who inspires you? My future self. Yeah, right. So often we hear things like, you know, you lead from within or everything starts from within. Your success starts from within. And yet until you actually understand what that means, it can sound like this strange foreign thing that other people talk about. And I love that you talked about that inspiration, be inspired by, your, you know, yourself. I have no doubt in my mind, if we get to profile you with the Thrifader archetypes at any point in time, that the inspirer believer archetype will be one of the archetypes that show up in your Thrifader profile. She's the, she's the archetype of the cheerleader. 
right? Yeah. Other good things, <laughs> right? Oh, so much, so much. You and I, I knew that when we first connected all that time ago. It's an archetype that I have as well, but mine's not as, as effervescent as yours. <laughs> she's she's serious moments. But one of the key things about that is an inspire believer desires to inspire and to be inspired, but often she focuses on being inspired rather than being an inspiration to herself. And her greatest power and leadership comes when she can be inspired by who she is, what she's creating and what she's sharing with the world. So just like what you said there about being inspired by the, you know, your potential and who you are and your future self, like let that, it was just kind of maybe, oh, it's inspire a believer all over again. I love it. So the next question I have for you, Tish, is how do you know when you are thriving? Well, I'm going to say this, when, when I'm thriving, I'm just at a calm peace. I used to think I was thriving when I was busy or achieving things, like just checking things off the to-do list or checking tasks off. That is a result of your inner thrive. But when I am at peace, when I am calm, when I am accomplishing things from like this energy that I have right now, then I'm thriving. Yeah. It's not about the motion and the momentum or how fast you get something done. It's about who you are when you're doing it and being very intentional. So I'm thriving now having this interview with you because in this interview, we're creating something that is beyond what we would ever could ever imagine. We don't know where this will go, but I'm here and this is like thriving to me. So being in your power and and working your purpose and your mission, that's when you're thriving. I, and, I, and there's levels to thriving, but you know, when it's like, you know what, even if I am doing something mundane, like before I got on the call with you, I had to connect another Instagram account, the Meta Business Suite. And I'm like, this isn't working. So I emailed my um, Meta Business person. I'm like, this isn't working. <laughs> and I said, wait, wait, just take a deep breath. Girl, you're in purpose. You're connecting another Instagram account that's going to make more money, right? To Meta, like you're in purpose. Yeah. So that's how I know I'm thriving. Bringing back that beautiful reality check, right? About the beautiful things. Love it. So Tish, if people have been listening to us today and they are intrigued to know more about you and to get to know you better, where do they go to do that? Like, where are the best places to connect with you and to learn from you and to just immerse themselves in your abundance mindset and everything that goes with that? Yeah, they can reach out. They can find me on any social media platform at The Tish Bell, and then they can go to our website at tishbell.com. Yeah, easy. So we will, I say this regularly, we will make sure that those links that you've provided us, which is a number of different places, are in the show notes. So if you are listening and you want to connect with Tish, just go to wherever you've listened to this episode from and you'll find in the show notes, there'll be all those links there. So you can choose your link of choice or go for all of them, right? (laughs) Go for all of them. All right. Um, do you have a resource that you'd love to share with everyone who's listening today? Is there some some other way that they could like opt in to hear from you more often or get a, a resource? Is there something that you'd like to share? Well, I so I'm constant, well, I won't say constantly, but I am live on like Facebook. Yeah. And we have a lot of motivational there. And then you go to the Tishbell website, there are some things that you might be interested in there as well. So 
less definitely on social media of course we can always connect and i'm going to i live to give you motivation and empowerment yeah just it's just part of your kind of soul expression isn't it tish just to be like that which is very inspiring believer i will say just to bring that archetype up again so my friend what's a final piece of wisdom considering all that we've talked about today that you'd love to share with the ambitious kind of impact driven legacy creating souls that are listening to us today absolutely one piece of advice i will leave with you is literally follow your passion what lights you up even if it people don't agree with it or you know maybe you went to medical school to be a neurosurgeon and art lights you up yeah it may feel like why am i doing that i've invested so much money in this i felt the same way but everything leads you to the path like you're always on the right path so you may feel like i'm not on the right path you're always on the right path but you have to tune into your soul what lights you up and follow that passion. Even if that whatever lights you up is just a joy or a personality or an emotion, follow the emotion that lights you up. Because when you get lit up, you light up the world and you create this whole bubble of joy that is so contagious for other people and for yourself. Yeah, yeah. What a fabulous place to end. I, I always get to this point of like, do we really have to end? I could keep talking for hours, but, you know, I'm mindful of how, about how long people like to listen to, to conversations. So, Tish, thank you so much again for being so generous with your time and saying yes to me with your usual effervescence. It was um, very fun to receive that yes from you just recently when I was like, come and come and chat to me on She Leads She Thrives. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Whether you're a long-term listener of She Leads She Thrives, a new listener, you've come from Tisha's community or my community, we don't mind. Thank you for listening to us today and what we have shared with you. And I'm a big one for taking some action. So if there's something that's really inspired and like Tish said, you know, what what's lit you up? up in what you've heard today if something has kind of motivated something in terms of an action you could take go and take that right that's leadership right it's following those instincts it's following the desire to thrive go and do something with what you've heard today rather than just you know feeling motivated feeling inspired is important but do something with it very much so right thank you Tish. absolutely thank you everybody wherever you are in the world have an incredible day and i will be back with a new episode very soon Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.